the thunder mutters. Poetry and Music Podcast presented by Becky Dello and Adam Horowitz. Episode 18 Adam and Becky's Valentine Special Hello and welcome to the Thunder Mutters Valentine Special. Now, we've been away for quite a long time. We were supposed to come back after we finished the Shepherd's Calendar with Thomas Hardy, but unfortunately, life interfered. It's so good to be back, and what's more, we're actually in the same room, and I don't know where to look because I'm not used to looking to Adam. (laughs) (laughs) It makes a nice change. We're on a little Zoom recorder instead of on Zoom, so it's... uh, There's a certain sort of synchronicity and continuance. Absolutely is. And during lockdown, when we should have been recording the Thomas Hardy episodes, we instead were both embarking on ventures of our own. I made an album, and Adam... I had published a book that had uh, had been knocking around for a while, waiting for a publisher... Uh, was it what the poetry book? The manuscript originally was could have been ready in about 2013. It's changed since then, but it's it got kept on getting interrupted by interesting projects like writing a book of farming poems, like writing a book on the Laurie, for the Laurie Lee centenary. Has it grown because it's a book about love, and so therefore you needed several more years worth of experience to put into it? Yes, I, I experience, be... angst, all that sort of thing. Yes, <laughs> I can't be so cheeky about you when you're sat opposite me because you can hit me. <laughs> I certainly won't hit you. We've uh, known each other quite long enough yeah. to be as cheeky as you like. <laughs> reminder that we have got the Kofi account still set up so if you enjoy this episode and you'd like to donate then the address is Adam www.kofi.com forward slash the thunder mutters excellent we will also be setting up a shop account on there where you can get the book and the album that brings us to this episode which takes a slightly different angle because everything is coming from the the album or the book. Adam's written the poetry. I'm playing traditional tunes or ones that I've written. It's all pre-recorded. My half of it is because it's from the album. Uh, Lots of fiddles, multi-tracking. Lucas Drinkwater brilliantly playing on guitar and bass. And there's also a song which is sung by my daughter. That's False False, sung by Millie Dello. So what track are you opening with? going to open with Garden of Butterflies, which I learnt from Martin Hayes. I absolutely love this tune. It just stands alone. It's got a gentle, haunting string arrangement, um, and I hope you enjoy it. And I'm following that with two poems from my book Love and Other Fairy Tales, the first one being Some Kind of Fairy Tale, the title of which is taken very gratefully from a Graham Joyce novel which I really loved, followed by There's a Music. That 
that's then followed by a track called Rolling Wave, uh, which goes, it's made up of two tunes, Rolling Wave and My Love is in America. These two tunes, it's my take on uh, tunes that I learnt from Martin Hayes again and that he plays in the band The Gloaming. Again, arrangements with lots of me playing the fiddle, uh, multi-tracked and Lucas Drinkwater. And that's followed by two poems of mine, a sonnet called Seed and Stone, and a rose by any other shape. Next comes the song False False, a traditional song which is sung by Millie Dello and uh, with me on the fiddle and Lucas on guitar. After that is my slightly Dadaist experimental poem, The Marriage of Consonant and Vowel, followed by a fragment of a fairy tale caught in a time loop. Next is My Mind Will Never Be Easy. I love the, absolutely love the tune and the title is, is interesting. I sometimes feel it's talking about me. Then it goes into Booley House, which is a tune named after the shepherd's huts on mountains. And the final two poems in the sequence... And again, we're doing this as a sequence, like we did with the Shepherd's Calendar, just to get the flow, to make it, make it feel like a performance. So the final two poems I'm doing are a love poem disguised as a fairy tale, which was inspired by a fairy tale by Madame Dolnoy, and stopping with a bicycle on a hill above Stroud, thinking of Ivor Gurney, in which poem there are quotes, a couple of quotes from Ivor Gurney. Continuing the theme of Stroud and the local area, I finish with a tune written by me called Ruskin Mill, which is a beautiful mill in Nailsworth, not far from where I live, and it's just solo fiddle.
some kind of fairy tale. What have you brought from the top of the keep? A heart in my mouth, a lover's leap. What did you learn from the bones of the past? The horror of finding my heart in a cast. What did you gain from love's first stroke? A river's roar, a raven's croak. Why have you hidden it for all these years? I was afraid to reach through the river of tears. And why are you stood here, answering still? It takes time for resolve to equal skill. There's a music. Listen. There's a music in your head that is not some half-remembered bar of radio confection. No earworm, this. No broadcast soaked up by the soft core of childhood. It sits among synapses as a code of scars, a morse-mapped monument. This music is made from the friction of living, birdsong, the passage of light at a certain time of day the first touch of another's skin, that moment when everything seemed exact. Built upon pain and plenty, this concentrated sound is everything you know and understand tuned up to ecstasy, written and unwritten in the key of hope. Yet it is not complete. Now, Having listened, you must sing a tender approximation of the tune as sweetly as you can, until all the people who have helped it build are drawn to you. And then you must dance.
seed and stone. And sometimes we wake tangled up like reeds in the ploughed, watered hollows of the bed, the room alive with thought drift, orchid seeds dust dancing through the sun's cold morning thread. Or we rise swiftly, burrs hooked in our hair, carry last night's barbs out into the light to drop on the forgetful soil. Somewhere they'll grow tall, seed someone else's slight. If time allows, we'll wrap our dreams in flesh, hang on the branch of the bed as we swell into each other, a seedscape, a mesh, a clot of longing in a pithy shell. There are so many stems to push from seed and stone. We are not built to lie dormant, too long alone. A rose by any other shape. That old anarchist, love, insists that a rose by any other shape is still a rose, that split atoms remember the world before the changes came in mushroom throws. That old anarchist, love, demands that rain forget that it was ever clouds or sea, and will continue to be so on and off, perpetually. That old anarchist, love, is out again and breaking hearts, rekindling old desires with a thorny sting, then, with surgeon's aim, beating down the bones of winter, to make way for spring. That old anarchist love rides the air like honeysuckle musk, upsets apple carts, tips over Eden's tables, moulds passion from the clays of hope, chases dust from sorrow, turns friendships into fables. That old anarchist love descends like a fist of summer rain, that old anarchist, love, teaches the world to fall in lust again. But I would climb a tree 
asking fruit where there weren't any growing. I was lifting warm water from beneath the cold clay and against the stream I was rowing. False Marriage of Consonant and Val. One, after the wedding. Dreamt of you again last night, your smiling face pushed close to mine. Caught between mirrors, a squeeze box of repeats cluttering the line. 
I thought as we were twitter-pressed like sausage meat inside new skins, how little's known of what we love or hate, and how compression bins our excess dreams and sears off the vowels of love. The consonants of hurt are all that's left intact. How does a lover thrive? Expanse, not questing after jagged and reductive fact, but after puffball spores and seedlings of romance. 2. The bride has taken the vools and left the building. smiley face, that as we were titipistic, as intermittents and niskins, how little is known about my heart, of hate, and her compression bins, our excess dreams, and says off the vows of heart, the consonants of her derelicts lift and ticked, who does live a thrift, expense, not custing after jugged and reductive fucked, but after puffles and siddlings of laments. And part three. The bride in her lover's bed. Ie. Oh. Oh, you. A. A. I. A-I, O-U, I-I, A-E, U-E, O-E, O-I-E, A-U-E-E-E, I-O, A-U-E-E-E-O, O-E-E-A, U-E-I-E, I-E, I, O-U, A-E, E-E, I-E-E-E, I-E, A-U-A-E, E-A-I-I-E, E-I, O, I-E, O, O, A, E, O, E, Oh, A E A O O E I O I O U E E E A A E A O E O E O O E E O O A O U A E A A E I A O O E A O E I E E A E O U E I A E A E A E U I E A U a e u a o e a e e i o o a e fragment of a fairy tale caught in a time loop he came struggling through the thorns his sword out and his horse struggling through the thorns he came breathing damp through the dense forest he came struggling through his sword through his horse through the forest he came breathing damp a taste of love like rose petals struggling through the thorns his horse like rose petals through the forest his sword breathing damp in the dense forest a taste of love and his horse struggling through the thorns his sword his horse breathing damp like rose petals in the dense forest struggling Struggling, struggling, whispering your name.
love poem disguised as a fairy tale after Madame Dolnoy. In her eyes, the girl she was, the hard, unthinking rifle shot of youth. They are urgent as a cat's yowl in the dark rooms of home when nothing matters but the way a fish lifts wet, unspeaking from the plate. She is dear now, but for those eyes. They dance through me, demanding to be spared. Another life is on her. She whispers from the soft purse of her dear's mouth that she still has much to do. I love her, and I always have. I never saw her until now. I will return to my palace of books, hungry though I cannot eat for thinking of her. As she runs through the bright wood, a spare change of terror jangling in her girl's eyes, crab apples crunching like years beneath her feet. My hunt is over. All I can do is wait for the changes to cease, for the drifting powers that drive her to other skins to calm their churning, for her to find me again with her girl's eyes and hope that the woman she's becoming under feather, hide and scale can see beyond the way I've learned in her absence to stiffen like a startled deer. Stopping with a bicycle on a hill above Stroud, thinking of Ivor Gurney. Five valleys splay below me, like a broken hand encased in mud. From this high point I see open veins of streams running in rivulets toward the seven's metallic, distant slice of light and water. I stand beside a hedgerow that's been growing cancerous for years from the broken wall my bike is parked against. It was shrub and bramble when I cycled past it lazy on my way to school. It rages now like a negative of fire, held still against the winter sky, and I think of Gurney casting back from Flanders with his pen at a different angle, to take the same landscape in as if it were breath. The road is quiet. No traffic on the way from Bisley. Only buzzards and the ghosts of babies whose unchristened road deaths centuries back formed the town below. A new form, the perfections of flowers and petal and blade. But landscapes shift. Wild spaces are surrounded and look starker for it, stranger, briefly, until litter into seeds. Mankind's interactions wane and wax. Old walls collapse. New ones clatter up the sky like angry pigeons. A sheep in the field turns to bleat at me, as if surprised by the tyrannies of change. What would we recognize, Gurney and I? The seven's progress, like a scarred on broken sword, shot through with filigrees of winter light, the aching yell of gulls flown eastward after ploughs, the way the sun sinks like a cuticle into a skin of cloud, the foreboding sense, something new, we can't be part of. What rides this dusk like a pheromone? The bicycle calls me to the hill, the wind, the last hawk dive into Friday night, 
No more listening to spectres. No more pauses on cold hills to mourn the sun. The earth that ploughs forgets protestation in its turning. That was Becky Dello playing us out with her own composition, Ruskin Mill, from her new album, Take Her Out and Air Her. If you'd like to find a copy of Becky's album, on which there are many more beautiful tunes, you can find it on her Bandcamp page. That's Becky Dello on Bandcamp. Just put that into a search engine and you will find your way to it. Or if you'd like to get my book... Uh, Love and Other Fairy Tales, published by Indigo Dreams, which came out at the end of last year. You can go to my website, adamhorovitz.co.uk forward slash blog, and look in the shop page, or from your local bookshop. The book is distributed by Central Books, and so should be easy to order in. There was a slight technical hiccup with this recording, so if you're wondering why it's just me speaking and not Becky as well, moving back to uh, more old-school physical technology, like the little Zoom recorder I'm recording this into now, comes with problems, because if for two years you have been using the internet to record everything, you get used to certain buttons to push, and I wasn't used to them with this, and I accidentally consigned to the ether the second part of the recording Becky and I made in person together. We haven't the time now to get back together and record something together, so it's just me. Meanwhile... Thank you all for listening. It's good to be back doing the Thunder Mutters podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you have a very happy Valentine's Day. And we hope that the rest of the year treats you very kindly. <laughs>